Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Well, good evening and praise the Lord. Welcome to tonight's Disciples Life class. I am Apostle Rose White, Senior Pastor of the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church and your host for tonight. We are excited that you thought it not robbery to join us here for this midweek time of study in God's Word here with us in our Disciples Life class. We always enjoy coming together on Wednesday nights as we are learning more about who Jesus is and who we are and the role that we play as disciples for Jesus. Amen. And so we are growing each and every day, each and every week, as a matter of fact, each and every moment. And so I want to welcome each of those of you that are here, especially our first-time callers, any guests that may be here um, for the very first time. God bless you. I pray that your time here will be encouraging, that it will be enlightening, and that it will be empowering for you, that you will leave this ministry call um, totally pumped up and knowing that there was something new that you gathered. Even if it's just one nugget that you leave this call from, then it's worth it all. And so uh, I do ask that everyone, uh, please go ahead, get your Bible, get your pad, get your pen. We are a teaching and evangelistic ministry. Um, God has placed a mandate upon our life to teach the Word of God. And so that is what we do. We are more of a teaching ministry than anything else. And, uh, And through the teaching of God's Word, it causes us to be rooted and grounded in the Lord so that we are not easily tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Amen. And so I pray that you are come, uh, that you are ready to receive from the Lord on tonight. So we want to thank God for those that are have called into uh, the studio, as well as those that are um, in the chat room, those that are listening via the Internet, even those of you that are listening at a later time through the archives, we just want to say God bless you. Uh, we are thankful for all of the members of the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. Just want to say how much I appreciate you um, in your faithfulness, in your commitment, for your support. Um, you have no idea as to what it means to me as pastor. And so I thank and praise the Lord because it just, I would not be able to do um, what is done if it was not for you. And so I needed to take that time out and to let you know how much you are appreciated. And for all of our listeners, we would not be able to be here if it was not for you. We would not be able to do all that we do. 
um, if you were not there to to come on and to also give us that added support. So God bless you all on tonight. Well, by way of announcements, we want to go ahead and get this right on out of the way. We know that the debate is on tonight, amen, and we know that many are getting ready to sit and to listen, and that is one of the areas that we do want to pray for even after our time of study. Um, that that will be one of the areas that we will be covering tonight, and that is this upcoming election. But by way of announcements, we do want to invite um, all of you that if you or someone that you know is unable to get out on Sunday mornings, they may be sick and shut in, elderly, disabled, they may be out on house arrest, whatever it may be. Um, we do ask that you would invite them to join us on Sunday mornings right here on TalkShoe. They can also watch us live through Ustream, amen? And so we are doing things a little bit different on Sunday mornings. It's, uh, you know, uh, just that time that we're able to project right over through Ustream where people can actually watch if that is what they are needing and they enjoy that better than dialing in and listening. And so however you need to receive, we ask that you would join us beginning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 8.30 Central for a time of worship in God's Word. And if you are within our local area here in the Reedsville, North Carolina area, visit us and be with us uh, on campus. We're located at 337 South Skell Street. We're in Unit D. We're right beside the Booth Mobile Store. Um, this is located right across the street from the downtown fire department, and we're at the corner of Williams and South L Street. Amen. So we look forward for having that worship experience and fellowship with those of you that are able to visit with us. Then also join us Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, 5 Central, as we air live our Morning Manor radio broadcast uh, where we have been and are continuing on an absolutely outstanding journey studying the book of Psalms. So you can listen live to both Sunday as well as uh, on Monday mornings right here on TalkShoe. The only difference is on Sundays it's the same number and meeting ID that you are tuning in live tonight from, but our morning manner, morning broadcast, you'll need to enter in the meeting ID of 140273-POUND. Again, that's 140273-POUND. Now, if you're like me and your memory may not be as well, don't worry about it. You can go right to our website, which is our newly revised website, To God Be the Glory. So go visit us at www.kogfellowshipchurch.org, and you can locate that information um, under our news uh, 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 tab or look under the iChurch or the church tab. There will be various areas where you will be able to locate our times of services as well as the instructions of how to get in to hear us live. Amen. 
Amen. And so with that said, we do want to ask that each of you pray with us, and we pray that if this weekly broadcast coming to you is being a blessing to you and to your family as you're coming to study the Word with us, we do ask that you would consider partnering with us by pledging a monthly seed to help us to fulfill the work of the ministry. You know, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Ministry is a beautiful thing. But, you know, ministry has a cost involved. And we don't always like to ask uh, for monies, but we do know that ministry does have a cost. And so to be able to continue with the various broadcasts via both TV and radio and to even expand it to another level, your financial giving will allow us to be able to do that, which calls lives to be changed one life at a time. And so for those of you that are mailing a check, that desire to mail a check, you can do so. Make your check payable to KOGFC. That is the acronym for Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. So it's KOGFC, and mail it to our corporate office right here at 337D South Scale Street, Reesville, North Carolina. You can also uh, visit our website, give right online, or go to PayPal for those of you that have a PayPal account and donate right through PayPal using our email address of breakthroughprayer at gmail.com. Again, that's breakthroughprayer, and that through is spelled all the way out, T-H-R-O-U-G-H, breakthroughprayer at gmail.com. I want to thank you all in advance for your liberal giving on tonight and believe in God for a supernatural miracle to take place in your life. Well, it's now time to go into tonight's study, and before we do, let's just open in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we just come to you tonight, God, thanking you for this day. We thank you how you have brought us throughout the day, and we give you praise, glory, and honor for allowing us to come now to sit, to feast at your table to learn, to glean from you, to gain insight on how we are to live productive lives, how we are to be effective in the kingdom here on earth. And so, Father, we thank you, oh God, for your word. We thank you, Father, for allowing us to come together and to be able to sit. Help us tonight, oh God, to have a teachable spirit. Help us to have an ear to hear what you are saying to us by your spirit. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke and bind every unclean spirit. We come against every lying spirit. We come against every sabotage spirit right now in the name of Jesus. And right now, God, we thank you that you're shutting the mouths right now of the naysayers and that you're moving out the distractions right now in Jesus' name and that you're causing us to be able to hear right now by your spirit your word on tonight. And so, Father, we ask that you would move by your power, move by your might, move by your spirit through the airways today, oh God. Bless those that desire to be here, be able to get here, oh God. We thank you for those whose lines are being cleared up so that they can dial in. We thank you for those whose internets are opening up so that they can log on via the internet. We thank you right now when we give you praise, glory, and honor, oh God, for them that are here, these, your people that are called by your name, oh, it's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray, and we say amen, amen, and amen. 
Hallelujah. Well, on tonight, we are continuing with our study, which is part two of tonight's study on mind manipulation. You know, we began last week, and there was just a lot of things that we talked about on last week. And for those of you that were not here, we do uh, encourage you to go back and to listen um, to that particular uh, study uh, uh, where we began on mind manipulation. And so tonight we're going to be pretty much opening back up, um, looking at some different approaches here uh, on uh, tonight when it comes to just the human mind. You see, the human mind is, is just a, it, it's just a large computer, and there is so much stuff that we have to recognize when it comes to our mind that we've got to guard what goes into that computer. You see, because you know, our acts, the acts that we do as humans, you know, we act through a process of thoughts. We, our actions come through a process of words as well as deeds. That's why not only do we have to be careful with what we think, because what we think is what we'll begin to speak out of our mouth, you see. And then what we speak out of our mouth uh, will result in the things in which we'll do. See, it all starts with thought. And so that's why we got to be careful with what goes into the mind. We got to be careful with what goes in through the ear gates because it affects our thought pattern. And so there's that the, uh, a range, you know, there's a possible range of the actions which are infinite. They range, you know, from the holy to the unholy. They range from, from areas from mature to immature. You know, things range from wise to stupid. Things will range from proper to improper. You know, we all can tend to think back on the times when we did things that was unholy and when we did things that was holy. You know, times when we read the Word and times when we put the Bible on the shelf and it stayed up there for a while. You know, times when we acted as, as mature, rational adults to the times when we were just right out stupid, foolish, and silly, acting very immature. And then there have been times when we have been wise. I mean, almost having the wisdom of Solomon. But then there have been other times when we have been right out plumb stupid and silly. I'm, you know, I'll be the first one to raise my hand. I've done some stupid things, things that not always proud of and look back and say, I cannot believe I did that. You know, I don't know if you've ever been there, but I certainly have. Well, I actually sat back and said, that I just, I just can't believe it. I, I cannot believe that I did that. I can't believe I said, I can't even believe I went over it. You know, how did that happen? But it's through thoughts, things that's in our mind, things that's both proper and improper. And so from a biblical point of view, you know, all of these actions can be divided up into some, some main actions. And I, there are four particular actions that I want to talk about uh, tonight. We've got essential actions. There are desirable actions. There are tolerable actions. And there are some forbidden actions. Again, for those that are writing and that are taking notes, um, I want to repeat that. There are four main actions here. There is the essential actions, number one. There are the desirable actions, number two. There are the tolerable actions, number three. And there is the forbidden actions, number four. Now, I do want to say that 
tonight's teaching is just some things that we need to hear um, that just makes common sense, you know, things for us to be able to grow um, as disciples for Christ. That's what this, these classes are all about, as being disciples. And sometimes, you know, in general, a lot of times we don't hear about these kinds of things in a lot of Bible studies. You know, we hear about Abraham and Joseph and Jacob, you know, but we don't hear all the time about things that affect the mind, things that affect the, uh, what comes out of our mouth and the actions in which we take. And so here is where we are dealing with those types of things. And so, you know, when we talk about these particular actions, the range of all the possible actions, they're vast. This includes actions that are both proper as well as improper. And when these actions are separated from each other, you know, we, this is where we get these four different categories, which is considered human actions. And we've all been there, done that at some point or time in our lives. And if we haven't, just keep living. You see, at, at some point, these things, these actions will take place. And so let's look at the first action here, which is the essential action. This may be uh, what I would say could be the smallest group, you know, and it, it literally is made up of all the actions that is essential for you and I who are believers in Christ. See, this includes um, the love that we have for the Lord God. It includes our commitment that we have uh, to serve him, to be faithful, to do the things that he would have us to do. And it also includes things such as just being honest, you know, being truthful. So here is those, those types of, of actions that is dealing with, with believers in Christ. And every believer, let me say, is supposed to fulfill these requirements, guess what, from his own free will. See, as a believer, being honest shouldn't be something that we're made to do. It should automatically just be a part of who we are. See, before we come to Christ, we can sometimes just be right out of this honest, still do all kinds of stuff, and we don't even feel bad about it. But in Christ, you know, you automatically have a commitment uh, to love the Lord. You, you, you have that commitment uh, to want to, to give. You have that commitment of wanting to be kind, you see, wanting to have the joy of the Lord, walking in the fruit of the Spirit. That's of your own free will. Now, the second action is that desirable action. Now, this is that the next larger group, and it, it's made up of actions that is saying just what it says is desires, desirable actions. You know, they're not compulsory, but they are highly desirable uh, to be seen in the lives of believers. It should be something that we see in our lives, in lives of, of other fellow uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. And this includes activities and choices that strengthens our believers' walk with the Lord, even their viewpoints, how they see things, how they view things, how they perceive it. And take it in. You see, this is my point of view. You heard people say that. And so here, these are desirable actions. And then third, we've got tolerable, the things that are tolerable, those tolerable actions. This now is including the thoughts. This is the actions which are not expected in us. 
see, who proclaim to be, you know, children of God. But see, at the same time, they're not necessarily sinful. And this is similar to the speech or the actions of a baby that are abandoned when he grows up. See, parents will tolerate many things in their growing child, you know, and also having that right expectation that these things are going to go away, you know, as they grow up. You know, that baby throws stuff in the floor. No, you're going to pick it up. You know, <laughs> those, are, those are just some behaviors that will come from a little child. And you know that as they grow up and as they learn and they're disciplined, you know, that's, that's just something that's going to eventually just stop. At least we, at least we anticipate it. You know, if for some of us, like <laughs> some of us that grew up the old school, they, they go abandon that kind of habit. You know, but there are some expectations, right expectations that should automatically uh, uh, go away as one matures. And so though it's not sinful, you know, these things can lead a person to sin. That child that continues to throw stuff in the floor, you know, if they do not change and mature, it can cause them when they grow up to also be a child that's mean, mean-spirited, um, you know, disobedient, unruly. You know, you cannot control them whatsoever, see. And so, therefore, it will cause that child to grow up to be a, a, a very mean person, full of sin, if they don't abandon uh, those ways while they're young. And then we've got the forbidden actions. Now this is a collection of all the thoughts, all the actions that are completely forbidden for us that are supposed to be Christians, that are supposed to be believers. See, this includes um, the activities that are sinful, things that are unethical, you know, these things that we consider sin, unethical to go around telling a bunch of lies, you know, uh, going around deceiving people, going around pretending. Um, you know, to be something when we're not or to do things that you know will get one in trouble. Anything that is unethical, you know, a, a charging, overcharging business owner, charging more than what the item should be charged just to get an extra profit, unethical. And so there is no way for a believer to justify getting into, you know, this region of thoughts and actions, nothing whatsoever. And when we talk about the peripheral of sin, a lot of times the first thing that comes to our mind uh, is usually, you know, um, sex, drugs, alcohol. But, again, cheating is also a sin. Gambling is also a sin. Overeating is also a sin. So anything that's sinful is a sin, you know, overindulgence. Anything can be a sin. And so, therefore, we're talking about these particular things that are forbidden actions. Disobedience is sin. Isn't that something? And so when we look at these particular regions, they are separated from each other by mental and some social barriers. You know, and these things have to at times be respected by the believer. The essence of you and and my mind, you know, that control of the mind manipulates these barriers. So, therefore, 
door, you and I will be attracted to step out, you know, of our boundaries, and, and it, it could be helpful for us to consider at length these barriers. We've got to think on these things. Here, this particular teaching, again, is it, a little bit different. We've got to take a salon moment. We've got to take time out to really consider these types of things because do you know saints of God all over uh, the land, uh, their minds are being manipulated every single day, all day. You know, there is something that's coming at us to constantly try to cause our mind to be manipulated to do something that we would not ordinarily do or to think something we would not ordinarily think. And so whether a person indulges in a certain thought or some type of action, it depends very much upon the barriers in his or her mind. I'll tell you, this thing has really just blown my mind. It's heavy. It's really heavy because many today are suffering with this. Do you know there's a lot of mental disorders uh, that people deal with all because of some of these barriers? And so these particular barriers, you know, separating the possible actions from actions to be avoided, they're not, they're not physical and, or they're visible, or neither are they visible. They're just not. See, they are formed in our mind as a result of something. There has been some repetitive instructions. There has been some warnings that have been received. And we all know some people that you can give them all the warnings you want to, but they still just not going to heed the wise instruction. They're just not. And so because of that, the mind begins to do and work over time and cause us to work in a way or act in a way that we would not normally act. So let's look at what the scripture has to say here, you know, because this is our time of study. In the word, but I needed to talk a little bit about that um, before we get to the scriptures. We have to have a little bit of understanding because, see, sometimes not everything we're, we're constantly throwing out the scriptures, but we have to have a balance to look at how the word applies to what we're dealing with every single day in the natural. We've got to be able to have that balance between natural and spiritual. Because if not, then we become so spiritual that we can't even comprehend the natural thing. You know, we, we get so natural, uh, so worldly-minded, and then we can't comprehend the spiritual things. So, therefore, there must always be a balance so that we're not too far to the left or too far to the right. We've got to stay in the middle of the road. So Genesis chapter 18, verse 19, it says, for, and this is the King James Version, for I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. I know it. He's going to command his children. He's going to command his, his household after him. They're going to keep the way of the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? You know, to know that I don't even have to worry about, about you know, Pastor Baker because she's going to make sure, you know, that her children know the right way. 
Whether they do it or not, she's going to know that her grandchildren, they're going to know the right way. They're going to do the right thing, you know. And so here is where the scripture, the, the, the uh, uh, Abraham is, is teaching. You know, the, the patriarchs of old are reminded uh, to teach even their children. And we're going to see a little bit later where it's not only the children, but even the grandchildren. See, that's the thing. And let me just say, parents, grandparents, listen up. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because I, I want to look real quickly here at Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. Hallelujah. <laughs> I wasn't even going there, but praise the Lord. Uh, turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. I, I'm going to, let me flip over. I'm going to read this from the Amplified Version. I, I love this. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. It says, only take heed, meaning to pay attention, and guard your life diligently talking about watching yourself closely, so that you do not forget the things which your eyes have seen, and they do not depart from your heart all the days of your life. Listen to this. Make them known to your children and your grandchildren, and pressing these things on their mind and penetrating their heart with these truths. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's something parents tend to think, you know, well, I've raised my children. I don't have to worry about nothing else. Oh, my goodness. Not not so. You know, there's, there's an even greater responsibility on grandparents to feel also and feel in their grandchildren, their children's children, good things, right things, wholesome things. See, truths is so important. The work of the parent, it just doesn't, it doesn't stop. It continues. And then, of course, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, which I love. I love Joshua 1 and 8. I, I tend to refer to that, that, uh, this verse of Scripture regularly. Um, but it says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. See, a lot of times people want to have success, but success comes by what you place in your mind, what's going on in your heart. You know, as a man thinking, so is he. And so if we're not thinking on the things that are right, that are good, that are wholesome, the things that are lovely and of a good report, then the success is not going to be there. But if we're constantly putting our mind on the things that are negative, the things that are bad, that are ugly, then everything around us is going to be bad and ugly. See, the Amplified literally puts it this way, sort of similar to the King James, but it says this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you should meditate on it day and night that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall, listen, deal wisely and have good success. How many want to be able to to be as as, uh, Solomon was when it came to making wise decisions? You see, I said when it came to making wise decisions, making wise choices. You see, that's so important. We've got to be able to deal with everything in a wise manner, you know, because 
when we make wise choices, that's because our mind is right. You know, we've got a sober mind. We are thinking sanely. And when we can make right decisions and our thoughts are right, then we can have good success. Here lately it has been, you know, um, just on me real heavily to think more logically, even when it concerns ministry and business, you see, because we want to have good success. But our success will only come when we are still meditating on the Word of God. So I'm enjoying, you know, every time that we come together, uh, even for morning matter, you know, when we come together on Sunday mornings for teaching, when we come together here on Wednesday nights, because what are we doing? We're meditating in God's Word. We're studying His Word. And success comes when we are doing the things that is pleasing in His sight. See, we can't even put, you know, God in remembrance of his word if his word is not in us to remind him of it. (laughs) When he said put him in remembrance, he already knew what he said. But he wants to make sure that we know what he he said. And so here we've got to meditate on his word. And so parents are the first to tell their children about these great things. See, the moment that parents use the word no, What they're doing is that they're telling their children that there is an invisible barrier that they ain't supposed to cross. Eh, Don't go there, don't go there, or we're going to have some problems. And so eventually other members of the family, church members, teachers, you know, even society will reinforce these boundaries. Now, the ultimate source of these barriers is, of course, God himself, who asked us, mankind, to abstain voluntarily, remember, back in the Garden of Eden, from eating the forbidden fruit. I mean, he put out a boundary here. And so there is a a, a vast range of forbidden things. And the scripture gives light on these matters. And when we accept uh, these commands in God's holy word, it will result in groundwork for forming the boundaries. God gives us boundaries every day, but it's up to us in whether we're going to follow suit, whether we're going to follow those boundaries. And repetition is the key here. That's a key word, repetition, is what we continue to do over and over and over again, repetition. Do you know that God-fearing parents, you know, consistently and they regularly instruct their children about the desirable and the undesirable behavior? You know, don't touch that fire, you'll get burned. Do not go over on that street or you'll get in trouble. I don't want you eating that particular candy or you won't want to eat your dinner. I don't want you doing this. Do not do that. You can have this. You can go over to that football game. You can go over to Cousin John's house. You see, there are instructions that are regularly being given on a consistent basis. The Bible says, according to Proverbs 22 and 7, train up the child in the way that he should walk. You know, train them up in how they and what they should go. This means that, that they're being trained up to make right choices. This is also including teaching them to reject the things that are evil. 
to stay away from the things that are harmful and sinful. There are certain properties of these barriers that make it easy uh, uh, even for dishonest people to manipulate. You know, folk got always got a way of manipulating stuff. I, I don't care how you slice it and dice it. Somebody going to manipulate something, you see. And so right from the beginning, it is essential to understand some properties. And I want to talk about those properties here. Um, we look at things that are invisible. We look at things that, that have a non-material nature. This is talking about barriers. And first, you know, they are, those barriers are, are totally invisible. And therefore, the, the work of laying and strengthening them can't be checked physically or visually. See? And so this raises the possibility that, that damage is inflicted to these particular boundaries, especially in certain manners, they can't easily be measured. So we've got to be able to follow, you know, methods to create and sustain these types of boundaries. You know, please know that it, it remains that even though they're invisible in nature, we've still got to follow those boundaries. See, because a determined enemy will do whatever he can to attack and damage some things, you know, so that it, is, it, it becomes hard to see, you know, that uh, erosion in that barrier. So make sure it's important that we teach and that we follow, that we pursue after advantages, you know, over the enemy, that we make sure that we leave no loopholes. We've got to make sure that we follow after the boundaries, whether they're visible or invisible. Secondly, when we look at barriers, you know, there are barriers that can be altered. You know, there are barriers that can be literally destroyed. And so that manipulation of the boundaries results in a believer indulging what? In some thoughts that perhaps they didn't need to indulge in. Some actions that are improper for him. You know, what it says when a man looks on a woman to desire her, he's already committed adultery in his heart. You know, he hasn't physically done anything but his mind. He's indulged his thoughts in an improper action. And so there's no automatic safeguard against this type of barrier. We've just got to make sure that we guard our thoughts at all times. And then thirdly, we have a barrier, um, you know, that are not formed, you know, automatically. You know, they are, they are reinforced. They are unaided, you see. So the, the fallen human nature of man only resists them. You know, it motivates uh, uh, people to violate some things. Every opportunity, there is a fight going on in our human nature to violate the things that are right. And so every person has to take the initiative in seeing that these barriers exist in his mind and that they are constantly reinforced. Make sure that you keep up that barrier. Don't, don't cross the line into something that will take you into a bad place and you may not can return from. And then, fourthly, there is, you know, uh, um, 
uh, a type of nature, every person that, you know, has to remain within, and that's out of his own will. See, there's no external uh, agency. There's no person that would normally prevent us from violating his or her own boundaries. And so in the social norms, you know, other believers, uh, our own family might put some type of pressure on us, but ultimately none of them can serve as a watchdog over a free person because you're free to do whatever it is that you choose to do. We're free to do however we want to do. Nobody can exert absolute power, you know, or prevention, you know, as we're walking through your home. You know, you, you have the, the mind to do whatever it is that you choose to do. It's up to you. It's up to me. But, see, God is powerful enough to force us to do things, you know, and even if he does not impose his will upon, upon humans, he can actually do that. But instead, it's a wonderful, you know, he doesn't make us like machines. You know, he doesn't cause us to to, uh, where we can't cross uh, set boundaries. He created us as free morals, uh, beings who can weigh out our actions and make decisions out of our own free will. That is so wonderful that we serve that kind of God. And this was actually made clear when we go back and we look in the Garden of Eden. It was clear, right, that even through the word of God. Galatians chapter 6, verse 4, it says, But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. See, these are the things in which he has chosen to do. And so he can prove what his own actions. He can prove his own work. And then he can rejoice, you know, in what the accomplishments that he has made. And then Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. We've got to renew our minds. We gotta let our mind be constantly uh, be transformed. And how do we renew our mind? We renew our mind in the Word of God. And see what happens when we get the Word of God on the inside within our mind. You know, it's wonderful because then the things that need to be proved will be proved, and they'll be holy, and they'll be acceptable. They will be the perfect will of the Father. Hallelujah. That needs to be our constant prayer. Lord, help me to keep my mind on you. Keep my mind in your word. Continue to transform my mind. Let it be made new. Give me the mind of Christ. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, you know, it says, Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. Do you know everything that we do is going to be revealed? It's going to be revealed. It says, and the fire should try every man's work of what sort it is. Fire definitely has a way of doing that. (laughs) Whether it's of the right stuff or whether it's not, fire has a way of showing things just what it's made of. And so in essence here, the invisible and the non-material boundaries has to be formed by each believer, by each one of us, with the aid of the family and the word of God. And do you know that we've got three main enemies? 
Some people say, oh, I just thought it was just Satan. No, we got, we got some enemies other than that. There are three enemies for the believer. We got the world, we got the flesh, and there is the devil. See? And, and these three enemies, they will try to either shift or totally destroy the barriers that have been set. And since the boundaries are invisible, they can do their work so unnoticed and with great efficiency. That's why we have to guard everything that we say, everything that we do. Guard our heart. Guard our thoughts. See? It's only the external factors that are there that, uh, that can be indicators of whether that barrier is being attacked. And so you and I as believers, we've got to carefully, daily weigh, you know, the impact of the choices in which we make that impact these barriers. How are we acting? What are the results of our actions? Now, since uh, um, we as humans, you know, with a human mind, that human mind is the seat of all of the boundaries that's observed by a person. See, that thought life has some connection with our commitment, even with our purity. That's why I said in the beginning, the mind is like that computer. What goes in is what comes out. See, whatever we put in is what is going to kick out. See, so therefore we've got to make sure that we keep a right connection, that we've got a right commitment so that we'll see purity come forth. It'll help what we put in to keep our life right, our mind right, our body right, but it starts with the mind, the thought pattern. And this is one reason why the Bible emphasizes that as a man thinks, so he becomes. See, holy thoughts will lead to to sanctity uh, of things. You see, holy thoughts lead to to holy actions. Unholy thoughts will lead uh, to unholy things. Unholy thoughts, unholy actions. Degeneracy, that's what unholiness will lead to. But the scripture reminds you and I not to desire the company of the evil. I was thinking on this last week, um, not realizing that today I was going to actually talk about this scripture, but I remember back in the day we used to have to read this particular scripture every Sunday morning. This was a part of the scripture reading. Um, and it was Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. And, I mean, it was every Sunday we recited this scripture. And it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Hallelujah. Doesn't that sound a little bit like Joshua 1 and 8, don't it? <laughs> See, we're not to listen, you know, to their suggestions because, you know, those things will influence our thought life, those things that are outside of the will of God, outside of the word of God. We're not to pay attention to those particular things. Hallelujah. See, uh, because they will influence us. 
Jesus took a very serious view even of mental adultery. So we tend to think about the regular adultery and the physical, but what about the mental adultery? That's placed at a level of actual adultery because it gradually attacks the boundaries. A person continually indulging in fantasies would eventually lose the resistance to flee from lusting uh, temptations, you know, committing the sin in the physical realm. If you're constantly watching, one is constantly watching pornography, you can bank on it. You know, their mind is constantly on these fantasies, and, you know, before long they're going to actually go out to bring this thing is going to manifest itself, you see. And so we have to watch what we allow to come into our spirit. We've got to watch indulging in those types of fantasies. And so the thought life is to be guarded very, very carefully. What we put in is what's going to come out. You can take that to the bank. Psalms 119 verse 23 says, Prince also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant." did meditate in thy statutes. (laughs) See, instead of him sitting meditating on all the junk that was being spoken against him, what was he doing? He was meditating on God's word. I ain't got time to even think about all that garbage that folks saying. I don't have time to be listening to the stuff that's being thrown out at me, the accusations that are being put out there. I'm just going to think about the goodness of the Lord, what God has said in his word. I'm going to believe his report. I'm going to decree and declare the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And then Philemon chapter 4, verses 8 and 9 of the New King James Version, it says, Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting, yet for love's sake I rather appeal to you, being such a one as Paul, the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. Rather appeal to you. That is something. That is so special. You know, one that is bold in Christ, but yet he just wants to appeal to him. Hallelujah. And then Romans chapter 12, verse 3, says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God have dealt to every man the measure of faith. Do you know we all have a measure? Not everybody is at the same level. Everybody's not at the same place. You know, sometimes we have great faith for certain things, you know, that God can move the mountains. And to us, it's a very simple thing, a very easy thing, whereas someone else, that very same thing, it won't be as, as uh, uh, forceful for them. They can't see it. And God lets us know right here that he has dealt with every person a measure, whereas you are great in one thing, I may be weak in something. And where I may be strong in something, you may be weak in that area. See, that's the different levels where people are at. And we can't get bent out of shape because of that, because God let us know that very clearly. There is a measure in every person. And so the thought life, you know, since it's both invisible as well as non-physical, it is difficult to keep the thoughts 
under lock and key. <laughs> it wouldn't be so nice as every time we get ready to think about what, what brother so-and-so did or what sister so-and-so said, and we can just lock our minds, you know, quickly, lock it up real quick and there. But we can't. And so since those sense organs, you know, as well as the organs of perception, they're all connected directly to the human mind, it's never at rest. That's why some people can't sleep, because the mind is constantly going. It's like an ever-ready bunny. It's just going, 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 going. See, the human thoughts can be touched. They can be influenced through manipulation of human senses. That's why I say, God, what you're watching. God, what you're listening to. God, what's coming out of your mouth. You know, those senses can affect you. And so the spirit of the world knows this, and it uses many techniques uh, to, to, to craftily reach our minds and to try to control our minds. And this is all the more reason for us as believers to guard our mind against everything that's unwanted, all the de- deceptive influences. And tonight I want to close as we come near the end here um, because I think before I go on, I think I'm going to probably stop um, at one other area. But Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, I think this may be a good place for me to stop. We need to keep our heart, as Proverbs 4.23 says in the Amplified, with all vigilance, and above all that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. Our mind is a terrible thing to waste. You all remember that commercial. It really is. It's a terrible thing to waste. And if we are not careful, our minds will be wasted um, with things that is not, not wholesome. Guarding what we hear and what we see, guarding how we think, our thoughts of, of others, our thoughts of the ideas and how we perceive things, those things can cause our minds to be manipulated. You know, there are times when there are things that are good, but because the way we see it, you know, I was thinking about um, something that I was listening to on yesterday, and uh, it really touched me, something that I was reading and um, a lot of times we see people that ha- their whole bodies are all tattooed up. You know, they're riding a bike. They got on the Harley. They're on the Harley, and they got on all the leather, leather. And a lot of times our mind will automatically cause us to see them not in the good but to see them in the bad, to automatically assume that they are hell raisers, you know, as, as they, what they used to call back in the day, hell's angels. And so they, they, that was not a good thing. And so when we tend to see people uh, in certain ways, automatically our mind, what we see with our eyes, causes our minds to think something that's not real. And that's why we have to guard our thoughts, guard how we allow our thoughts to make us feel, because all of a sudden we pull up at a service station and we see 20 bikers you know, and everybody's in black, and we automatically assume the worst, and then fear then now creeps in. And God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but we tend to become very fearful. When we, what we fail to know is perhaps this is a Christian group. They are a Christian biking group. They're out witnessing 
uh, to lost souls. They have just won 10 people to Jesus Christ. They are praying for, for, uh, for people. But instead, we've allowed our thoughts, you know, and what we saw to manipulate our right thinking. And so I pray that as we are going through this particular study, that we will begin to gird up the loins of our mind, that we will think more logically, that we will begin to recognize that, you know what, God is able to do all kinds of things, and we need to see it the way he sees it and not allow our minds to become manipulated by wrongful thoughts. Amen. And so we're going to end here. I pray that you have been blessed by this particular study on tonight. I'm looking forward to continuing on with this study because there's so much to it. It it is so heavy. Um, And it is quite, uh, it can be quite challenging because a lot of times people don't always like to deal with the mind and how the mind thinks. But we're going to a higher place. We're going to a deeper place in the Lord. Amen. And God truly is up to something real good. And so we've got to make sure that we got a right mind so that he can do great things in us, through us, for us, around us, about us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God be the glory. Well, with that said, we are going to uh, pray on tonight because one of the things that we need to get our mind uh, uh, right on, and that is with this upcoming election. Do you know somebody right now is losing their mind um, over everything that they're hearing right now? People are being perplexed on every side. There is so much confusion. There is so much bitterness. There is so much anguish. There is a whole lot of turmoil that is going on right now. And so we want to be able to to take out, you know, time to be able to pray. But you know what? Because we've got a few moments, a few minutes, what I am going to do is I'm going to open up um, to see if there is anyone um, that perhaps have a comment on what we've been talking about when it comes to the mind the thought patterns, even before we pray, because we're only going to be here for just a few moments. But I want to be able to open up if there is someone that has a comment, um, you know, that you might, something you may have observed or something you might have even thought of, um, you know, when it comes to people's minds being manipulated and even with the things that we're hearing, even in the political arena or the trouble with the storms and things that is happening. What, if, if there is anyone, I'm going to open the lines for you to be able to share. Amen. Uh, Pastor anyone? Rose? Yes. Yes, Brother I mean, Thomas. Apostle Rose, uh, what yes. I would like to say is that in my instance, what I see is manipulation being used all across the board, from the Democrats to uh, Donald Trump, behind the fact that in a way he's right, and in a way, you know, if people are judgmental, you can see that the media does cast a lot of influence on which way the mindsets of the people are. And mm-hmm. also dealing with the weather, uh, I do believe myself, I have been, uh, I am a true meteorologist at heart. And I've seen how weather has started earlier in the summer with fires on the West Coast. Then there was the great floods in Louisiana and Texas and Alabama. 
Then we had the hurricane to come up the East Coast doing things that was unprecedented. They say that these are uh, events of biblical proportion. Now you have storms coming on the West Coast. All of these are signs that the people in the in our ancient past took for uh took in heatings of God's wrath. But today it's just an everyday occurrence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't look at it that way. I look at it as the Lord letting us know that He is not pleased with what is going on. How we are supposed to also be. We're supposed to be shepherds of the earth. We're raping the earth. We're polluting uh, everything from the oceans to the mountains, seeking riches and whatever, leaving things half destroyed, and we do the same thing to one another. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. Amen. Amen, so Brother Thomas. That, that is my comment. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Um, you know, to, to, to piggyback on what you had first said, dealing with the election first, uh, when it, you know, here we can see a primary example of a lot of mind manipulation. Um, you know, things are being manipulated uh, with how people think, uh, from things that people are saying, what people are hearing on both sides. And there are lots of things where people are not quite sure which way they should go. And then there are some that are being persuaded in other areas. And we have to, this is where we have to really pray because we have young people that are listening to lots of things, both good, bad, and indifferent. And it's so important that we pray for the young minds. That's why the reading in the beginning talking about parents and grandparents you know, training up of the children, you know, teaching uh, the children, teaching the grandchildren the right way so that when they hear off-the-wall things, contrary things, words of bitter, words of, of killing and murder, you know, words of destruction, that that loved one, those that are, have those children in their care, even for teachers, assistant teachers, instructors, you can begin to come and counteract those things that have been spoken that were negative. Why? So that the mind will be back right. That's where the word of God is so important, that we keep our mind stayed on the Lord, meditating in his word, because then that's when we'll have good success. But if we're meditating on a lot of these negative things, it'll take us down a wrong road. Now, as for the weather, you know, the weather has manipulated lots of things. Um, You know, even through uh, what we are seeing, uh, people's minds have totally been changed, even right here on the East Coast. You know, no one in Fayetteville or Lumberton would have ever thought um, that it could be, you know, destroyed because of a hurricane, because that, that just wasn't what they were expecting. And here, uh, all this year, as a matter of fact, Fayetteville has been hit more than we've ever heard. I don't think I've ever heard of Fayetteville ever being attacked, but it has been on all-out all out attack. Um, this year, all year long with weather. And so there are things that is being manipulated. But again, when it comes to the weather, um, there are some things that God is saying, I'm going to get your attention. You know, because why we have been a people that have fallen um, out of the will of God. We have turned our back on God. We have become a stiff-necked, disobedient, uh, rebellious people. Mm-hmm. You know, we have not listened. We have not heeded the word of God. We have taken on to idols. 
You know, we have become lovers, more lovers of the world than we are of God. We are serving the, the creature more than we are serving the creator. And so there is some stuff that is happening in the atmosphere. There are elements of the weather that has been shifted, that has changed. And not everything is dealing with climate change. It's dealing with God's climate. You know, God is saying, I'm altering some stuff. Why? Because we have got to, to see God in a different way. And sometimes it takes, you know, difficult things to get our attention. And so I thank you so much, Brother Thomas, for that comment, powerful uh, comment and things that we do have to observe because we are dealing with both issues right now. We're dealing with this upcoming election, and we are also dealing with constant uh, crisis uh, with nature itself, you know, from floods to fires to tornadoes to hurricanes to earthquakes to tsunamis. It's been so much stuff that has gone on just this one year um, that has been uh, mind-boggling. And it has become almost overwhelming, and it has covered from east coast to west coast, from north to south. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every area is being affected right now through these elements. Mm -hmm. Amen. Is there anyone else that have a comment? Well, my comment is, um, yes, we're being manipulated every day through social media, through television, especially in and when that's all that, you know, that people are taking in, they're not reading their word, they're just tuned into social media, like their phones are glued to their hand, they're looking at the TV, they're just not reading their word. And due to this election, as I sit here and I look and I, I ponder on it, I'm, I'm looking at, like, the two candidates, it appears that they're going neck and neck at each other, but behind the scenes, they're rubbing elbows together. They are on the same accord. They're creating this division amongst people because God said in his words, a house divided will not stand. They're creating this division amongst the people of God. They're creating this division amongst the people of the world. And that we're not going to be able to stand together because we're going to be going at necking us. We, we vote for this person. We vote for that person. But behind the scenes, they all want on one accord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk about manipulation. It most certainly is. Uh, someone, I was talking with someone yesterday. I can't think what, but I mentioned it might have been Brother Thomas. Uh, we were talking about, you know, who do you vote for? Because, you know, most likely you have to vote uh, um, the least of the two evils, you know, because we definitely cannot go for Trump. But we know that there are issues on both sides. Um, but yeah. Trump is definitely not one. But at the same time, this is why we have to pray. Now, when it comes to social media, you hit on something, because if there ever is a, a way of manipulation taking place, social media is definitely it. Um, you find mm-hmm. more people will read, observe, look at Facebook more than they will the Bible. You know, people go to bed with their phones now, with their iPads. Um, you know, the moment it vibrates, they're going to look at that rather than um, the moment they open up an eye, they'll look going to the Word or to mm-hmm. put the Word, the Bible in the bed and go to sleep with that. More people are choosing the Facebook messages. You know, what's being said there? That has become many people's Bibles today. And lots of people govern their lives according to what they read in social media, whether it's in Facebook, whether it's a Twitter, 
you know, a, a tweet, uh, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it is uh, uh, the, the news that is going through the media, you know, people look more to that than they do to God. And so when it comes mm-hmm. to the election, many people are not even studying, you know, what's going on at the polls today. You know, they are going by what they hear in social media. Now here, uh, and I am going to, going to say, because I am going to be putting several posts out all the way up to election time, because as believers, it is our right that we must vote. We, ha- we cannot afford to sit back at home and not vote. You know, so therefore, you know, my mother is 95, you know, and at the same time, you know, many that are elderly, many that are unable to get out, there is absentee ballots. You're able to do and you can't come out. You can let them know that because of disabilities, you cannot come out. But everyone should be voting. See, when we don't do our civic duty, then we don't even have a right to say anything about when the outcome comes. Mm-hmm. See, there is nothing that we need to be saying. We can't make a complaint. We can't make a comment. We have no right to because we didn't do anything to make a change. And one thing is we're hollering about, you know, black life matter. Well, every vote matters right now because we're in a very crucial place. Uh, and it's very important that believers, saints of God, get out and vote. Yet we do know that, sure, we have Hillary and we do have Trump. But at the same time, we've got to go do something. We have to make our voices heard. We've got mm-hmm. to make sure that we did our part, regardless of what the outcome may be. We've got to go do our part. But there is lots of things that, you know, is being manipulated through the things that are being said. And so when it comes to the elections, we have to put out the outside voices, and we've got to pray, Lord, what would you have me to do? You know, who it is that you would have me to vote for. Because as a pastor, I don't tell anyone who you need to vote for. All I say is do the right thing. Make sure that you go and vote. That's the thing. That's what's most important. Go and vote. Do your part. But don't allow the media to manipulate your thoughts. Don't allow the media to cause you to do something that you may not ordinarily do. And there are many people that that's what they do. Do you know some people have never heard anything about the elections on the news? They've only seen stuff on Facebook. They've only seen stuff through a tweet. A tweet. That's all they know. They have not even studied the components. They're just going by what they heard. So their minds are being manipulated in a wrongful way. But we've got to gird up the loins of our mind as children of God. And we've got to go about it in the way in which he has told us to go about it. And one thing God tells us, render unto Caesar what is Caesar, and unto God what is God. And so we have to do the right thing. That's a great, great observation. Thank you so much, Minister Carla. Amen. Anyone else before we get ready to pray? Amen, Apostle Rose. You know, I was just listening, and one of the greatest manipulators is, is the is the uh, social media. And unfortunately, a lot of it is the people of God, the people that say that they know God, you know, yeah. they claim the name of Jesus. You know, if you look yeah. out on Facebook sometimes, they got all kinds of stuff out there. And if you are not careful, and if you don't know the voice of God and know the word of God, you can be easily deceived and manipulated into believing and thinking that what Everybody is saying it's true, and I've seen some of that stuff, and everything they're saying out there is not true. 
So, again, we have to guard our hearts and our minds with all diligence. You know, that, mm-hmm. and that comes, like you said, we have to get in the Word, and the Word has to be in us. Because everything yeah. that's going out on that Internet, whether and unfortunately it's in the church. The church, the people are sitting in church being manipulated, being deceived, because they're not seeking out God for themselves. They're just taking at face value what the pastor is saying, what the bishop is saying. And like you said, never seeking those things out to find truth. So we have it. It is prevalent in the house of God where people are being deceived and manipulated because we don't want to go do it for ourselves. We don't want to go seek God for ourselves. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, you know what? You just said something that's powerful. People are going right through the church. And what about those that uh, don't really have a church, but they are going to so many different places? And even those that are part of a church, but they're all over in many different places, so they're, they're feasting and eating from many tables. So here they're getting confused because they're hearing one thing at their home church, but then they're hearing things from 20 other churches or 20 other different leaders because they're all over the place rather than sitting, feasting from their home, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that's a very dangerous place because you might eat a meal that could cause you some food poisoning Mm -hmm. and will cause you to believe wrongfully and will manipulate you into a wrongful act to make a wrongful choice, to make a wrong decision. And and this is one of the reasons why I teach not so that people will just be here even at our church, you know, because I believe that everyone should have the right to choose wherever it is that they want to be, wherever that they're comfortable. My thing is, though, you just need to find somewhere and make that your home. You can't be all over the place because if not, that's why you have people barking like dogs. People's Mm -hmm. minds are being manipulated to do all kinds of things, to think all kinds of things. And then when they get confused, you know, when they get thrown off, when they go into states of depression and bouts of oppression, they tend to wonder, well, what happened? Why? Because you've been manipulated because instead of you eating and and supping from your home table, you've been supping from everybody's table. So now you're confused. Now you're not sure what you're supposed to do. You know, God wants to speak to you over here, but because you're all over there, he can't speak to you. You're all confused. And that's a very, very dangerous place to be. So that's a very important uh, um, uh, part that we have to grow. And here is where, remember, we talked about the differences between mature and the immature, between the wise decisions and the stupid decisions. Everything has to do with our mind what goes in our mind, because what goes in our mind is the things that will then come out of our mouth, and what comes out of our mouth is then the actions in which we'll do, because what we say is what we'll do. We have the power of life and death to the tongue. That's right, man. And, and it all begins in the thought pattern, what's in the mind. Amen. Amen. This has been just wonderful. I'm enjoying, you know, the Lord said, open it up. Sometimes we don't have that opportunity, but during times of study, we need to be able to, sometimes everyone needs to be able to share, um, you know, and and say what what is in your heart, because then we we have that, um, uh, uh, that camaraderie and we learn one from another. And I just love that. Anyone else before we get ready to close out for a short prayer? 
Amen. Amen. Well, I thank God for everyone's input. What a blessing because it blessed my heart and uh, has me thinking on some things that I hadn't thought about. Um, And they're all so important uh, points that we all need to remember and meditate upon. And so we're going to take just a few moments um, just to go in prayer. And then as we get ready to leave off the line, for those that will be listening to the debate tonight, listen with it in an objective manner. Listen to it with an open heart and begin to pray, you know, as each one speaks, uh, because we still got to pray for, for those candidates. We got to pray for both of those, uh, those candidates that are going up for president, because whoever it is that's going to be the next president, we got to pray for them. Amen. And so we're going to go and we are going to pray. Hallelujah. I want you to join with me for just a few moments as we take this time to pray. Hallelujah. 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 Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we just come to you tonight, oh God, thanking you for this day. We thank you, oh God, for our life. We thank you for our health. We thank you for our strength. We thank you for another opportunity, oh God, that you've given us where we've been able to hear your word. And Father, we meditate on your word tonight. Hallelujah. We thank you for the good success that you're giving us as we stay in your word. Now, Father, we ask right now that you would search our hearts. If you have found, oh God, anything that is in us, any doubt, any unbelief, any falseness, oh God, that is in us, God, we ask that you remove it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, if there's any deception that is within us, Father, remove it right now. Cleanse us this night. Hallelujah. We'll hear that though our sins might be red as crimson, that you would make us white as snow. And so, Father, today we come laying ourselves at your feet, and we cry tonight, O oh God, that you would cover us tonight with your blood. We repent of every sin of commission and every sin of omission. We repent, O oh God, for the wrongful thoughts. We repent tonight, O oh God, for allowing those thoughts to proceed out of our mouth in words. We repent, O oh God, for the words that manifested itself in action and in deed. And, Father, tonight, we thank you right now for creating in us a clean heart and renewing within us a right spirit. Now, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would help us, O oh God, that as you have forgiven us, that we will forgive others, those that have not thought so pleasingly even of us. And, Father, we release them tonight at your feet. We release them, O oh God, not to hold any malice, any evil, any bitterness in our heart toward them. But we walk in complete love toward them on tonight. Now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to you standing in the gap. We come touching and agreeing. We come believing you on tonight that you are helping us to have a right mind. Father, we desire to have the mind of Christ on tonight, that we will have right thought patterns, that we will have a right mindset, that we will have right ideas that we will see things as you see them, that we will see through the eyes of Jesus. And, Father, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would give us ears to hear what you are saying by your spirit. Father, we ask tonight, oh, God, that you would help us to make sure that the entire armor is intact in our life, that we will make sure that we've got on the helmet, that we've got on the breastplate, that our loins are girt about with truth that we will make sure that we've got our shoes on, that we're walking in the gospel of peace, that we will make sure that we've got the sword of the Spirit. Hallelujah, that we're carrying your word everywhere that we go, and that we're speaking your word, oh God, not our word, but 
smooth sail on tonight, oh God, so that you will be magnified, so that your name, oh God, tonight will be edified. And Father, we thank you right now, oh God, for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you're about to do. We stand in the gap for this upcoming election. We stand in the gap for every listener that is going to be listening even on the third debate on tonight. We stand in the gap, oh God, for those that are listening via uh, social media. And Father, we ask right now that you would touch the body of Christ, that you would bless the body of Christ, that we will gird up the loins of our minds, that we will not be easily manipulated by this world system, that we will not be manipulated by the things that we hear and the things that we see that is outside from your word. And Father, that you would bless your people that are called by your name, that we will seek your face while you may be found, that we will find ourselves more in love with your word than we do with Facebook or any social media, that we will be able to go to bed with your word rather than having our cell phone, that we will find ourselves meditating on your word as Joshua 1 and 8 tells us, knowing that as we meditate on your word day and night, it is in your word that we'll find good success. And so, Father, we thank you tonight, even for Hillary Clinton, even for Donald Trump. Lord, we ask that you save their soul. God, that you would deliver them. And, Father, that you would bless them, that whichever one is going to be the president, that they will do the right thing. And, Father, whoever it is that you're going to send, and whoever is the one that you're going to allow, because nothing happened that you don't allow, we thank you right now, oh, God, that you are going to get the glory. Hallelujah. And we're going to praise you for whoever it is that's going to get in the house, and we will pray for them daily. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you remove out everything that's not like you. We ask that you will tear down every stronghold. We ask that you will tear down every evil imagination. Even right now during this election, let no hurt, let no harm, let no danger, let nothing violent take place on this night, oh God. Knowing that the enemy is lurking to try to see whom he can kill, steal, and destroy. But we stand in the gap on tonight, oh God, that you will take care of your own. And that you would help us, oh God, that we will see as you see. That we will hear what you have told us to hear, and then we will walk out and do what you told us to do. Help us, oh God, to go out and to make a difference. Help us to do our civic duty, and that is to go out and vote. Help us to encourage others to go out and vote. Help us not to be ashamed to teach others to do the right thing. Bless parents and grandparents to even teach their children and their grandchildren, those that are blessed with great-grandchildren, to teach them to do the right thing, to teach them to walk in holiness and in righteousness, making right judgments, making right choices. And so we thank you tonight. Now, Father, we go, even tonight, as we leave off of this ministry line, we go encouraged in your word. We go forth today fortified in your word on tonight. And we thank you for every man, every woman that is listening on tonight. We thank you for families that have joined in to listen tonight. And we pray, oh God, that you have called us to literally have our minds made new. That tonight we, we have walked in that place, oh God, where we're giving ourselves over to you. That we are dedicating and we are rededicating our lives unto you. That we're giving our entire being over to you that you might use us 
for your glory. Help us to make a difference everywhere that we go. Help us to be agents of change everywhere that we go. Help us to not be bitter over the decisions that are made, but help us to become better as disciples for Christ. Father, we thank you for this time of study. We thank you for this opportunity, O oh God, to be able to sup from your table. And we give you praise, glory, and we do give you honor. Now we come against any retaliating spirit, any spirit of sabotage that will try to stop or to even bring any doubt in our heart or in our mind on what we've heard tonight. We thank you, O oh God, for these faithful servants that have been here to listen. And, Father, we thank you that you're about to take us from glory to glory. Father, we ask that you would seal every word that has been spoken and that you would seal this prayer tonight in the name that is above every name. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray and we say amen, amen, hallelujah, and amen. Glory to God, amen. to God be the glory, hallelujah. I just want to thank each and every one of you for being here on tonight, and I pray that you all are going to enjoy the remainder of your night, that you will be encouraged by everything that you hear, everything that is spoken, and that when we come back together, that we can continue this time of study, that we can continue to even have open discussions because it is so important that we come and we sit, we sup from God's table, and that we reason together. Amen. And so until uh, either remember our announcements in the morning, those of you that can join us in the morning for Morning Manor, but for those of you that cannot, we pray that you will be able to join us right back here on next Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 Central, for another episode of the Disciples Life Class. I am Apostle Rose White. It's been a joy being here with you on tonight. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Have a good night. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Love you all. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.